0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we will be reading stories for about 10 weeks based off the role of, no it's not, based off ideas that we had in the previous episode. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Cody.
0: We gotta get a new intro, buddy, but we already talked about that last week. So how are you doing, Cody?
1: I'm doing pretty fine this week. Just, uh, kind of not a long week in, like, almost a bad way, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I wish I had more going on. How, how, yeah,
0: how, how, how's work going? Good? Bad? Ugly? Yeah,
1: it's fine. It's fine. Just huh. kind of... It's like, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right way to... It's it's like I'm preparing to do things. I'm not doing things uh, yet, you know? So it's kind of that awkward... I'm doing too much. We There's had a
0: three-hour meeting today. Sorry, go on.
1: Ick. Ick, that is not fun. No.
0: Anyways, what were you saying? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it's funny, like, sometimes I actually don't hate meetings, like, I'm kind of weird uh, in that way, though, but I like people, so, you know.
0: I mean, hmm, I like people, and I'm not going to say the second part, I think everybody can infer what I mean, but it's, 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 I like people. Just don't Ge- generally, like those, just don't I am like not those
1: overly people. frustrated by re- being required to sit in, like, kind of meeting-y meetings. like but at, for three hours, bro. 3 hours a long time. Was it Oh, but you're not working remotely though, cuz that no. does make it. Well, it, it was
0: easier. on remote, but I am not working remote. I'm in the office. <laughs> yeah. Um the only other thing that I have to say I've been working for this company for 5 years and people still don't get my name right. How and I was do really people- um they either do Jordan or sometimes like today I got called Daniel. My name is literally my email.
1: I can almost understand Daniel because that's at least your middle name, like
0: yeah. Just let's just go with middle name. Yes,
1: <laughs> it it is, isn't
0: it? I'm not doxing myself. Yes, let's go with middle name.
1: Oh wait.
0: <laughs> let's go oh. with middle name. We're cutting. Let's go with middle name. Yeah, it's at least my middle name. Yes.
1: <laughs> it, that that makes a little bit. I don't understand how someone sees the name Jordan and is like Jordan. They, but they see my name
0: pop up on the thing, and then they still get it wrong. And it's like, guys, I've been here for five years, and I so have you.
1: With a guy <laughs> for, like, two months that called me Corey, And I corrected him several times, and then eventually I just stopped correcting yeah, him. Yeah, that, that's like, what
0: happened with the Jordanas. I just stopped, because I just... It's like, I it's not worth it anymore. It's really yep. not worth it.
1: But this other guy that I was working with, like, noticed, and he's like, does he just call you Corey, and i'm like yeah i don't care and it's not worth the fight <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i'm like yeah, no, i told I'm him sorry. twice i'm not telling him a third time he's just gonna have my name wrong and that's fine like i yeah. don't care
0: <laughs> bro it happens it just it's just part of life apparently so what have you been into recently cody it's been like okay, so two weeks
1: i'm still playing some seven days to die which i am
0: okay I, I, really I, quick gonna stop you i i listen to last week's episode well two weeks ago episode i just want to say uh-huh. i don't like how you use their platform to make fun of your friends um
1: <laughs> like, i do i love that i did that like are the reason I made the a podcast.
0: i'm friends with like, yeah listen to the episode yeah cody kind of went a little too hard on his friends on that i'm like yeah but he's like but i also agree with what he was saying about it being a broken game it's like Sure, but yeah. Here's it's the like thing. The, Here's the thing. The, I like,
1: feel nothing because their stated goal was for me to suck at the game, and they were gonna laugh at me. That is, they they yeah, said that it to was, me the last it was time Diana. I played the game with. <laughs> They're like, we expected you to like cry and run back to our base, and then that didn't happen. And I'm like, no, yeah, Lord. suckers. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm still playing that game. I still enjoy it. I still enjoy my friends. I don't hate my friends mm, mostly. Do you really though, mm. um, but. Uh, it really is like, mm, boy, there are things about this that don't quite 110% make sense and work together well. There's just like a yep. few weird things, like the leveling progression is mostly unlocking new items, but you can also just find the schematic for new items randomly in the game. So you yeah, can yeah. spend a lot of skill points trying to get to a schematic that you just randomly find, and then you spent those skill points for nothing. And it's like, that's weird. It's weird that you have to level up your basic attributes and your skills, yeah. Instead yeah, yeah. of your basic attributes leveling naturally over time and then unlocking you, further. And skills. Yeah, and then you
0: unlock skills. Yeah.
1: It's just there's just like a lot of stuff that feels like this was a weird kind of choice that they made there. But okay. Yeah. It um, happens. What what I enjoy about it is that you're building towards something. So while you're um making your base and stuff you know it there's attacks that happen every so often that's kind of fun so there's things about it that i like it's just not perfect yeah that's good Um, i'm glad to hear it but other than that jordan you need to watch the show the order um no i love the show i
0: already started watching riverdale i'm not gonna watch the order but here's the thing about The Order.
1: It is Riverdale if you knew for sure that the people making Riverdale thought
0: Riverdale was funny. They, I mean, they do now. You should see some of the plot lines now, buddy.
1: Well, it's just like it, Riverdale never, like, smiles at the camera ever. They play it so straight all of the t- Also, all the characters are in college, which is also just, like, I know that all the characters in freaking what's it called, Riverdale are my age, so not high schoolers. They're- but yeah, yeah the clearly, clearly
0: they're all like a couple years younger or older. Like it's plus or minus three years for all of those characters.
1: Yeah. Uh, at least like the characters in the order are like when they're sleeping with their teachers, they're college students sleeping with their teachers, which is decidedly less illegal
0: than well, like yeah, it's, it's, high school teachers. It's students less illegal because they're teachers. of age.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes it a little bit different when it's not a crime for one of the students to be flirting with their teacher or for a teacher to be flirting I mean, with one still, of their students. It's
0: still bad. It's just not illegal.
1: <laughs> it's not bad. It, there is a really wide range between we don't, Cody, kind of bad let's and not.
0: illegal. Hey, Cody, let's not. Let's just not. How about that? Well, my, let's just not. My
1: point is, Cody? it's just a much less gross show.
0: Okay, yeah, that's better. But yeah, let's just not talk about that thing
1: i'm just, i'm just saying Riverdale is cringy and the order skirts a lot of that which is nice you know the order great? also sorry go hmm. on
0: keep going finish your things finish oh it's i was just time.
1: gonna also say and then yeah it does like it, it has like heartfelt moments and it it is not constantly a joke but there are definitely moments where it's like well this is just silly and we're fine with that these characters are silly it's not trying to, like you like think about it for a second it's like this doesn't exactly make sense and it's like It's fine, they're crying and kissing now. That's the point of it. Like, you don't need, you know... Like, you're not trying to make this something serious.
0: What is this boom of, like, shows like this that are trying to be gritty that just, like, fail? Because, like, Riverdale is trying to be gritty, but, like, does that, um, The Order... We had that new show, Winx, come out, which was a remake of Winx from the cartoon.
1: Order isn't exactly trying to be gritty. The Magicians? Almost (laughs) the opposite. Um... Like it's it's decidedly funny. Like it, okay. it people I die, but like I'm never gonna really. watch
0: it, Cody. I'm I'm never, I'm just gonna let you know now. I'm never ever gonna watch it.
1: But I don't I don't really think this is a new trend. All of these shows are just CW shows. Like that, this has existed since Smallville or Buffy. These are all just yeah. Buffy.
0: I guess it's just continuing in the style of.
1: Yeah, it's just these types of shows now get made on Netflix, and they. You know, they like they try to cash in on the Wink's name, which that show was terrible. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it you wasn't know. terrible. It Wink,
0: America's answer to the magical girl genre, and then they tried to make it dark and gritty.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was just boring. Like it could, if it had been dark and gritty and fun, or dark and gritty and tense, or it was just Suspensal boring
0: or crazy or scary. You could literally yeah, it do anything. You could do things. anything with dark and gritty, and then they chose to do none of it. Yeah, it I didn't watch it but just based on what you've told me it just sounds like they That's... really didn't care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they just wa-
0: know. they literally just wanted the nostalgia of hey, this has a name winks. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah, and that was that
1: like lip service only. Like it I, I didn't watch the winx show but from what I gathered it was like barely related to the yeah. winx cartoon.
0: There's a lot of disappointment there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which, like, for me, it was... I didn't know that there was a Winx show when I watched this one. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, watched a reviewer talk about it and, like, compare it to the original. And I was like, oh, well...
0: Huh. Neat.
1: I don't think that I necessarily would even enjoy that cartoon, but the cartoon just looks more interesting. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. just because there's bright colors and an art design at all, other than the high school students look like they're in high school. Cool! Cool. Great! (laughs)
0: What I will say, the one that I think is, that does a good job of it, where it is kind of, it's super campy, but also in the the teen drama thing, I think Scream, the Scream TV show, did a good job of being terrible but good at the same time.
1: I really liked the Scream TV show. It was very upsetting to me that one of the characters drove the same car as me
0: was that the, what the sexy boyfriend drove the same The lawsuit?
1: creepy drifter who's also I think someone's sexy boyfriend at some point.
0: Yeah. C- you know what I mean? Creepy creepy drifter was sexy boyfriend, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember? know. I'm,
1: I think they all dated each other at some point. It's a scream show. There was there, there, yes. there was it's a
0: teen show. There's a lot of dating and sex.
1: Yeah, he he dro- he drove a 90s Toyota Tacoma and I was like, "Well, I well, your yours was trash.
0: His was actually okay. Anyways, Cody, I don't have much on my end because I don't remember what I've done other than watch anime in the last few weeks. And don't read we well, what animes do.
1: have you watched.
0: Um, we started watching Steins Gate with the group. It's it, it's about time travel, which I hate, but they're doing a good job with it so far. And it's very it's gripping. It's very gripping so far. Um, and then yeah, and then oh, and then. Like I did a, for my other show, We Belong. I did a um a lot of research on like the influence between a- anime and Western culture and Western culture back on that and like the I did a lot of research the last week because like kind of going down the line is like where did this like collaboration of like anime. Well, the animation styles happen like where they, they start to blend together because you see a lot like the original like Nickelodeon and then even before that Hanna-Barbera shows where it's like a lot of uh, almost absurdist and it's a lot of animals and stuff and it's a lot of episodic one shot, mostly comedic shows. And then we start to get into more of like cartoons as a melodrama and like cartoons with storylines and stakes and stuff like that and then even that we start to see the um the art styles change where like even teen titans was like one of the first like truly big ones where it was like very anime based but with american ideas and for a good handful of that a lot of it was america trying to control the market where it's like okay we don't want japan to have all of the um animated shows aimed at kids market so we need to step it up and it was like trying to control the market that way and like market more american shows that seemed like it so like what we were talking about Lynx was one of those was it was america's stepping into the magical girl um genre and things like that and it it was very interesting because i learned a lot like i learned that like it really started with like um, Hanna Barbera and um Toei animation, like you know, the guys who did Dragon Ball Z and One Piece and all that, them like working together all the way back in the day on the show called the King Kong Show, which was like kid finds kaiju and fights monsters type thing, but it was like it's in the Hanna Barbera style though.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, and it just Yeah, because I was thinking about
1: it. You know, and I think you're right to, like, make that comparison between Teen Titans and anime, because it really was. Yeah, look at
0: the art style, and look at the storylines that you see in it. Like, the, I think, third big arc in it was literally Raven. Um, Raven's demon father comes back and wants to take over the world, and, like, she has to fight against him while still wanting to be a hero. Very melodramatic, very anime story arc.
1: Well... And it's funny, because I would have said the first one, like, off the top of my head, I would have said Avatar, but really, I think that Avatar was probably predated by Teen Titans, wasn't
0: mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So, Avatar was less of a marketing ploy, and, like, Teen Titans was, too, but it was less of a marketing ploy, and, like, Teen Titans was more of a collaboration between the Japanese animated studios and that to create this Oh, thing. I didn't know that. But, um... Avatar was less of a marketing ploy and more of, like, we are inspired by the culture, we are inspired by the art, let's make something based off of our love and influence from this stuff. And it's not necessarily appropriation, it is true um, appreciation in that form, and that's why Avatar hits it big, because it's not like how we saw America Mm -hmm. do Ghost in the Shell and Death Note, where they kind of took those and stripped them from everything that made them japanese and make them america it was avatar being a true appreciation of the culture and the animation style so yes it was was a lot of research and a lot of like watching like small clips of things being oh crap this is technically anime (laughs) and like seeing the change of it gotten
1: into westerns and samurai movies
0: i mean i I was into samurai movies as a kid i haven't really ever gotten into westerns but i have seen them here and there that would
1: be an interesting one mm -hmm. to go back and look at that because that was like further back even still you know that like that kind of conversation was happening well i guess
0: Um, i don't know if you'll know this but uh, the question i had because when we first started the series on this stuff i like kind of came into it with the questions like well Magnificent Seven is like kind of well, it is just seven samurai. So was Magnificent Seven inspired by it, or was it a ripoff? Like, was it hey, we're going into this to make a Western version of this thing, or hey, let's take our idea? Because like Star Wars also took heavily from um Japanese myths as well. Well, sorry, Chinese myths, right? Yeah, I think was
1: Chinese. there's there's a few of them. Um, so yeah. Um, the Magnificent Seven, and then also uh, Fistful of Dollars, yeah. I think, is the movie Yojimbu, mm-hmm. which I love both of those movies. Um, and I also really like Seven Samurai. I would say, um, I don't know. I think that's entirely up to the creators. Yeah. Like, I don't consider it to be a problem, but if a creator did, I would not say that they're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I think that's all perspective. You know what I mean? If the if, uh, gosh, what's his name? I know the director's name. Uh I don't know. It's not Miyazaki. Gosh, dang it. Kurosawa? That's it. If Kurosawa watched, you know, the Magnificent Seven or, you know, all of the spaghetti westerns that got made during that time and went, well, this is offensive that they literally just ripped off my plot (laughs) and stuck a different name on it. Um that is like basically copyright oh, yeah uh, th- and yeah, that's but, why
0: lawsuits like that happen because it's like well e- like your intentions aren't showing through you stole my work and just made it your own and that's why america gets sued yeah
1: a lot. and i mean it's like pretty like shot for shot the same and i mean it's like an iconic scene right in both of them like yeah. the the thing with getting shot in that chest plate um and then surprising the guy mm-hmm. because he's not dead is like that same thing happens, except the difference is the samurai learns how to throw a knife. So when the guy goes to pull a gun on him, he just throws a knife at him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how he beats the guy that has a gun and is technically better than him. You know,
0: it's technology. But yeah, so it's has been a lot of like looking into that. I guess this last week is kind of where my head's been. And I mean, the other anime stuff isn't as interesting as just like some of the stuff i found and like the influence on like even even way before the influence on like disney to anime and back and forth where they start and like you can see the art styles changing you definitely see where now like i think it really hit off is when um spirited away won an oscar and that's when anime and cartoons as a whole started truly be being taken serious as a serious art form rather than just something for children and like it was it was interesting reading some of this stuff and watching it so if you want to hear more about that you can check out my other show but like i just that's what i've been doing this week is researching anime (laughs)
1: no i mean it's fascinating and like
0: interesting like i started the topic like just with the thoughts like oh this is gonna be something interesting to talk about for like an hour or so and then like i dove in deep and like i have like six pages of notes on all of this stuff i was like it just it keeps going deeper it keeps well going and deeper. it's it's a cool thing that really did is like
1: a product of like our childhood too mm-hmm. um is like there was like a huge surge in the quality of children's programming yeah um like and it's stuff that I don't even always remember, but I'm like, "Frick!" The Batman animated series was great, wasn't it? And then I like go back and watch it, and I'm like, "Oh, this
0: actually holds up." Like, yeah, Batman, ho- well. Batman like, holds you know? up hardcore, dude. Batman is so good. Yeah, Spider Man like animated series like not so I, much, but Batman holds up like a mofo.
1: <laughs> but then you know, it's like, you know, we become adults, and it's that's the stuff that i still want to watch batman the animated series you know like yep and that kind of like desire for a higher quality than just you know like really kiddie stuff in in animation you know is present
0: it was the thing where it's a mix of they wanted to do like things that adults could like hide behind when they're watching stuff with their kids like ren and Stippy and stuff like that where it's clearly an adult show but kids would see like these funny cartoon characters and be like oh wow look at that where it was like a mix-up between that and then treating kids as if they were stupid and they couldn't handle like more i guess higher brow animated tv shows where it was like oh everything has to be dumbed down and stupid jokes just for these kids and then we start yeah. like start it starts creeping in with the Nickelodeon phase with like shows like Hey Arnold and Doug and stuff like where it's like oh these shows are more but like slice of life but more based on reality than just jokes and then we start getting yeah. anime and we start seeing like these plot lines and like people able to handle a character death and like understand what death means at a young age and stuff like that and it, it gets really interesting and like I said there's a million different things in it. I talked way too long. We need to do the show, but it's just—it's definitely oh, but something I could talk be talking about, about. Hey for Arnold
1: like... forever, because like Hey Arnold is a surprisingly good and like you know for you loving the melancholy boy is Hey Arnold. Oh at times, Hey Arnold, a very okay, melancholy actually, show.
0: Okay, so so I'll do this really quick. When you think of Hey Arnold, what is the first episode that comes to mind? Because really um, quick, just I'm okay, not going to say so what is a couple. Okay, yeah, go on
1: um like
0: just say one just say the- i
1: remember one. uh it's the one where the like bully finds out that he's uh like that, that's the first one that i remember is the one where the bully finds out that he's not that like if when when they thought he was smart suddenly he was smart you know yeah um that's the first one that i remember okay. but there's a lot of so
0: friends. when i like because i have been research- looking at like anime american influences for a while like when i first started looking at it i remember hey Arnold and started talking and everybody that i had talked to uh harold hey the first episode that came to mind was when they saved the sea turtle from the zoo and that was the first episode that everybody said without me prompting. I wanted to see if it still worked, but you—you you gave no. an episode that I barely even remember. But yeah, the first one I said. was Or it's sea the
1: turtle. one where the uh, his grand his uh grandparents dressed up like they were going on a safari to hunt a fly. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes.
0: Or the other one that I can remember is the one where the guy couldn't read, and so by teaching him to read, they kind of like literally. Like since it's the middle of the city and he had to get back to the house, like yeah, reading all the bus signs and stuff like that. That no. it was it was a good show. It was it was a very interesting, very diverse show, but it was also very sad. Like one of my friends called it misery porn, and I'm like, yeah, kind of.
1: Yeah, it has a little bit of that Charlie Brown vibe to yeah. it, where like your main character is like a good person and then is punished for it repeatedly by everyone around him, you know. But oh, where every like, good like
0: everybody is a bunch of poor kids. It is just like, oh yeah, life is always gonna be sad for you, poor kids. But you'll find the silver lining here and there. It's just like, jeez, guys, jeez. But anyways, Cody, what are we do? What was last week? You should know this. If you don't know this, you're an idiot.
1: It's been two weeks though. But what was last so Well what is
0: this week, Cody? And what did last week have to be?
1: Oh, we pitched story ideas. Yep. Yeah. We pitched story ideas two weeks ago. Yeah.
0: I love how you have to keep saying two weeks ago as if it would have wouldn't would have been easier for you if it was just last week.
1: I probably wouldn't <laughs> have been, but in this case I do have an excuse. Okay.
0: So do you want to roll for initiative who gets to read first? sure so this week we're gonna be starting our story i should give intro we're gonna be starting our story series we're doing 10 episodes we might do like a small break at episode five just to see where we're at but um we're gonna do longer stories this time we pitched them last week so if you missed last week and you want to know what the heck these stories are kind of gonna be about you can go back and listen to that um I don't know what story Cody picked, but I would hope he would tell me before he starts reading, and I'll let you know when I will, but yeah, it's going to be fun, and I rolled. I'm probably going first. (laughs) What'd you roll? 17. I rolled a 12, so, you know, it's close. I thought you were going to say 20. I'm like, dang, dude. It's closer than it usually is, because you usually roll single digits. (laughs) So, okay, the story I picked, I mean, it was the story I told you I was going to pick, whereas I do, I'm doing the um, Paranormal Investigator story, and I, I'll, I'll get into it, it has kind of a lead off before we get to Paranormal Investigating, but I'm proud of what I've written so far, and in writing it, I'm already on chapter 4 of 10, so, you know, I got a good handle on it, hopefully I can, like, stick the landing, but I'm, I'm enjoying this like world that I kind of am creating on the spot and also like this characters. But you know, we're starting from square one, so we'll see where it goes. So I don't have a real title for it, but what I'm calling it right now is Anomaly Hunters Inc. And this is chapter one. Oh, I like that. Yep. I like it too. So this is part one. I'm not actually you know I'm gonna tell you what the name of the part is at the end of it because I don't want to like spoil this before we even get started. But this is chapter one homecoming. Are you ready for this jelly, Cody? I'm
1: ready. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Okay. Anyways. Wait, I'm real. I'm curious, real quick. How many pages is your chapter?
0: Um, it's just, it's just over five. If I single spaced it, it would be a little bit over five. But yeah, it's just under five. Okay, gotcha. So uh, we're we're about the same same length as each chapter was for my other story. So I'm I'm keeping around the same length, same style ish. So. Also, I don't know how to write outside of first person. I think that is kind of a hindrance on me. And I don't... You know, we'll see. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with writing in first person, though. Especially for a story that's on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Where, like, part of the story is the character's perspective. Just don't like the idea. You know I
0: mean? Tim Timmy walked, thinking to himself, Oh, I wish I had a sandwich. It's like, that's just hard to write for me. I feel
1: like third person makes more sense if you're writing about more people main character. yeah
0: yeah yeah because you can kind of split up from there there rather than just have it from (laughs) but yeah no no, there's only i think so far i think there's only technically four characters in the story out of four chapters so far (laughs) technically five if you count like a person who has literally one line (laughs) but um okay here we go oh geez anomaly hunters inc chapter one homecoming I've been wondering this for a while now. What is home? People will always throw out that cliche phrase of home is where the heart is. They'll tell you that your true home isn't a building or a place, but it is wherever you have an emotional connection to, wherever someone who loves you is waiting. I definitely don't have something like that anymore. And honestly, I don't think I ever had that. I lost my job, my livelihood, my girlfriend spit poison, and my so-called friends turned their backs on me. Even before that, I was jumping around from place to place so often that I had simply gotten used to having nothing. I thought that living that way would make it easier when the floor finally did fall out from under me, but I was dead wrong. Things were always a roller coaster of good to terrible, but this time something inside me told me that things were different. Something deep within me said it was time to go back to where I came from. I don't know why I was going back there. I had spent a great effort making sure I was far, making sure I was as far away from the place as I could be, funding my own college education states over, having to work day and night with two hours of sleep to barely scrape through a four-year degree. But yet, I was finally coming back, finally going out out of my way to see them again, finally forcing myself to speak to my parents for more than 10 minutes at a time. Finally facing them head on, something that had previously given me so much anxiety that I was puking in trash cans for weeks. Just some dumb voice in my head told me it was time to go back to my parents and rebuild the bridge that I had burned. I grew up with my parents and my brother who was 8 years older than me. To them, he was the golden boy who could do no wrong. He was top of his class in high school, soared even higher in college, and from there became one of the world's top young innovators to look out for. Me? I was just some oopsie baby that they wanted to mold into whatever shape they saw fit. They wanted me to be my brother, but kept shoving the idea in my head that I could achieve even more than he could. I just had to work hard. Push yourself and you can achieve absolutely anything. There was no such thing as fun in my childhood. They have forced me to be perfect. There was no room for error, no room for learning, I just had to know. I just had to be the best. I wasn't allowed friends. No one ever came over for sleepovers or birthdays. I wasn't allowed the normal things a child could want. No toys, no video games, no break from the monotony of studies and chores. I just had to be the very best. I was so lonely as a kid. I had no one else to lean on except my parents who were cold at best. I spent my time longing to be like all of the other kids, but at the same time being rejected by them because I just wasn't like them. I was teased and made fun of, treated like I was some alien in a world where everyone else was human. This was too much weight for me, so at the young age of 12 I decided I didn't want to be what they were making me into and I started planning my escape. It wasn't until 6 years later that I got my chance to leave. I had gotten into every single college that my parents had me apply for. I was on my way to being the biomed engineer super doctor that they wanted me to be. I got my revenge for all the pressure that they put on me. The day of graduation, I told them I wasn't following their plan and that I had already accepted the offer of a small private school in Colorado. I was going to do my own thing on my own terms in a place that I had picked. They were to have no say in my life anymore. It was all up to me and me alone. I cut them off and disappeared. Of course, stupid me picked an expensive school with the bare minimum of scholarships rather than just taking a free ride. But it was my choice and my life. I was free to make mistakes, free to learn the hard way, something I was never granted when I was growing up. I traded the comfortable, perfect life my parents planned out for me for booze and fair weather friends. There were so many ups and downs, but I was happy. Or maybe I was just forcing myself to be happy. My parents had tried to contact me many times, asking me to reconsider and come back, but I ignored it. Eventually, we stopped talking altogether outside of birthdays and the yearly catch-up phone call. I could hear the anger at my life's direction in their voices every time we talked, so I stopped calling, let them come to me. The last time we spoke was two years ago. They seemed a little weird, almost as if they had completely forgotten my betrayal. They moved on and had this weird air of happiness to them, like they found something that was lost for years. It was fine though, I didn't mind. They had finally moved on after eight years of holding on to hope. When things fell apart in my life and I had nowhere else to go, this weirdness I had felt before gave me the idea that I could finally come back and talk to them. We had all grown and changed over the 10 years. Maybe it was time to be a family again. I hadn't called ahead, hadn't let them know that I was making a cross-country journey with all of my stuff shoved in the back seat of my car to see them. In the back of my head, I was hoping my return would be like the parable of the prodigal son. They would be so happy I was back that all the other issues were tossed out the window. Or I could be completely wrong and they would immediately kick me out so then I would have to figure things out all over again. Coming back to my hometown after being away for 10 years was weird to say the least. The small town of Westonville, Ohio had grown quite a bit. Cutting cutting that out, but yeah. The commercial side of town had just started growing before I left. It used to be a small area with a mall, a bowling alley, a few new shops and hangouts, but now the new part of town had almost devoured the old. There were many new restaurants and, fast f- and the fast food boom had definitely taken over the old mom and pop diners that existed before. Anything you wanted, there was a store for it. You wanted custom bike tires, you got it. A ski jacket for your dog? Sure thing, bucko. Places I had never even known were possible had popped up. As I continued driving through my town to my parents' place, things started to get less weird and commercial and more quiet and quaint. The new part of town didn't completely push out the old town feel of Westonville. There was still the peaceful downtown area with independently owned businesses on both sides of the street. It seemed like they were all fighting the good fight against the commercial with their stop Walmart from taking over signs hanging in the windows and in the front of the entrances to parking lots. The small church of Willoughby Way was still there and the nearby ancient Mickey's ice cream shop still had a line out the door. It was a warm feeling, as if some things are impervious to change. The trip down memory lane brought on by traveling through downtown was sour at the moment I pulled into my parents' driveway. Growing up, this place was like a prison, a towering mansion of doom that stood in the center of a cul de sac. Now that I am much older, it is no longer as big and ominous as I remembered. My supermax prison now stands as a quaint two-story house in the middle of a standard Midwestern suburb. This new view of my old house didn't really help. The fear of things going south quickly had been running through my head the whole trip. I had played out the conversation with my parents in my head so many times in so many different ways. It could either go well and I was accepted back until I got on my feet again, or everything could go south and years of pain and arguing could come flooding back. One thing I remember well, my parents were really good at fighting. I stood there on their front step for what felt like an eternity. If the neighbors were out, they would have every right to call the cops on the creepy bearded man who was seemingly scoping out the nice middle class home. I couldn't help but question myself. What the hell was I doing? Life had been hard before, but why the hell was I here now? Did I really think this was the right time? Finally, I talked myself into it. This needed to be done or I completely wasted all that time, the last bit of my savings and gas. I rang the doorbell and waited as a nervous sweat began to cover my entire body. 30 seconds came and went and I rang the bell again. This time I heard his quiet chime echo throughout the house. That would be just my luck for no one to be home after all of the mental gymnastics it took me to wind up on the front step. My dad had always spent most of his time in his basement office, so I decided to give a hard knock and maybe he would hear me if they were home. Just as I was about to swing my fist down hard and hit the door, it swung open quickly and I drew my hand back to not accidentally punch anyone in the face. The person at the door had opened it all the way and stood there front and center. Looking into the opening, my jaw dropped and my chest tightened to a death grip around my heart. What I was seeing made absolutely no sense. Standing in front of me wasn't my mom or my dad, but it was, uh, for lack of any other explanation, it was me. Well, really more like me when I was younger. I tried to wrap my head around what was happening, but nothing could explain what I was seeing. In front of me was someone that looked to be exactly how I was when I was about 12 years old. They stood at about my same height when I was that age about five foot four, same short curly black hair, same dark skin with the light blemish on his left forearm, same brown eyes, same smile, same person. The only thing different between us is he was lacking the scars that I have from the last 10 years. He was definitely an exact copy of me from when I was growing up, like someone had taken a photo and scanned it, and he dressed like I did when I still wanted to be my parents' perfect little boy. He was wearing a black polo shirt with blue accents and a pair of khakis held up by a black leather belt. The only weird thing is he was wearing a white apron over it all and had a feather duster in his hand. I stared into his face with awe and he stared back with slight confusion. Did my parents clone me and turn me into a maid? Is that why they were so happy two years ago? Was it because they finally found a replacement for the crappy backstabbing son who rejected their way of life? I need water. That's the end of the story. Kidding.
1: I was going to say, that would be a really good thing to end <laughs> your chapter, actually. You found the chapter end. <laughs>
0: the copy's voice smashed through the silence like a jackhammer. Um, can I help you, sir? He said with slight confusion in his voice. He even sounded exactly how I did when I was that age. Yeah, I, I am just actually here to see my parents, I sat back. I was thoroughly creeped out. My hair was standing on end. Oh, you must be Jared, he said cheerily. It's been years since we've seen each other, so you probably don't recognize me, but I'm your little brother Daniel. It was creepy that he was using my name, but I think I got lucky that this little copy thing, person, guy, confused me for my older brother. I would use that cover until I found out what was going on. Jared and I barely talked, but whenever we did, he was always open and honest with me. I had told him of my plans of coming back home. I felt like he would have told me that that our parents cloned me or something like that. It felt reasonable to let someone know that they were walking into an episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, nice to see you again, Danny. I said, trying not to sound anything but sincere. So, are our parents home? It's been a while. I would like to see them again no no unfortunately not he said sweetly they stepped out for a while to go to the store and get some shopping done they should be back before too late you could always come back later nah that's cool man i said trying to play it like my brother would i can just hang out till they get back if that's cool and all the clone daniel frowned slightly there was a weird almost dark feeling coming off of him and then he smiled again what is wrong with you Yeah, you're, like, dying over here.
1: I would have noped out of there so fast. Like, the door would have opened and I would have just (laughs) like Nope, and
0: I would have left. Yeah, but then no story would happen (laughs) anyways. The clone Daniel frowned slightly. There was a weird, almost dark feeling coming off of him, and then he smiled again. Yeah, I guess that will be okay. Just, I am cleaning up again, trying to make everything perfect for when Mommy and Daddy come home, so definitely don't mess anything up. Great. My parents had cloned me and made me into a perfect little Stepford Wife slave child. Oh... Okay, yeah, I'll stay out of your way, I said with an involuntary eye roll. He turned around and walked back into the house. I followed suit, closing the door behind us. Everything in my mind was screaming that this was an absolutely horrible idea. Yeah, close yourself in with a creepy clone child. This will end well. The house looked exactly the same as when I left, just much cleaner. It seemed like no one had even touched it. Not a thing had changed other than a few new items, a couple new plants, and a much larger TV. The pictures of me, my brother, and my parents hung up on the wall. I was sure they were pictures of me and not the clone child, but none of the pictures of me were, for, were past when I was 12 years old. They probably were laying out pictures year by year as if not to tip the child off. But the pictures of my brother were everywhere. Why wouldn't they have been? He was their favorite. He was their perfect creation. I didn't know what would happen if he found out I was the original Daniel. He would probably break down crying. And consoling myself was not something I wanted to do right now. The nostalgia of our old house was broken when the clone started talking again. So you can sit right here for a bit until they get home, he said motioning to the kitchen table. The house was immaculately clean. It was almost mind-blowing. It was almost sparkling. I already cleaned the kitchen and the living room. I just need to clean the dining room, then I'll go upstairs and clean up there. Well, I used to live here, so I was going to look through some old pictures and dig up whatever nostalgia I can find. I kinda don't want to sit at the kitchen table for hours, I said. Fine, do whatever can keep you busy. Just don't get in my way, he said, and then in a darker tone, and whatever you do, don't go into the basement. With that, I knew exactly what I needed to do next. I needed to see what was in the basement. If this creepy child no. wanted me out of there, no. I needed Please. to go. <laughs> Clean, uh, he took off to cleaning again, but for the most part kept me in his sight. I went to the living room and dug through old pictures, noticing that he was constantly, look, constantly looking over his shoulder at me. That made my chills even worse. What was he so afraid of? In the photos, in the old photos I scoured through, I looked so happy. We had our problems, but we were still a family. We were together, and even when my brother wasn't around, we were happy. Did I make the right choice in leaving home? Did I choose hardship out of some form of jealousy or stupid need for independence? If I didn't leave, life would have been easy for me. I wouldn't have a stupid clone watching me as he dusted the house like he was part of a hotel cleaning crew. Maybe I could befriend this little me and teach him not to become a failure like I was. I really was a failure, wasn't I? I messed up everything my parents had ever set out. No wonder they wanted to replace me. Before long, he was headed upstairs. He made it clear that he didn't want me to go anywhere and would be back down as soon as he finished vacuuming, vacuuming and dusting. It was weird. He kept mentioning how everything had to be perfect for mom and dad. It made my skin crawl. Is this what I would have become if I had stayed? My thoughts were back, My thoughts were so back and forth on the issue that I almost forgot I had to find out what they were hiding in the basement. Once I heard the vacuum start, I made my move. I took off my shoes because I knew heavy clunking down the stairs would carry through the whole house. The entrance to the basement door was in a back hallway by the dining room. In this context, the ominous door stood like a monolith in front of me. Of course, the basement was the only door in the house that couldn't lock, so there was no way that creepy kid could keep me out. I was expecting to see some high technology or cloning lab, but as soon as I pushed the door open, a smell hit me in the face like a knockout punch from Mike Tyson. It was bitter and pungent, more harsh than old shit, and smelled close to rotting meat. I tried to shut out all of the screaming alarm bells in my head. I wanted to ignore what my brain called the obvious conclusion. The basement didn't sparkle like the rest of the house. It seemed like it had been left alone in all of the cleaning, left alone to age, to rot. My dad wasn't the cleanest, and the stairs were lined with old shoes that he never wore and files that he had collected over the years from work. Despite the absolute pungent smell, I walked slowly and carefully down the steps, part of me not wanting to find out what was down there and the other part of me knowing I had to see for myself. What did my parents get themselves into? When I got to the bottom of the steps, my head was spinning from the pungent smell and the anxiety of the situation. I needed to be quick, but I also wanted to be careful. I turned the corner and began walking through the basement. It was cluttered with junk from all of the years, a lot of it my stuff, I was surprised that my parents never threw out any of my things. It was as if they were trying to hold on to hope that I would come back and there, and be their perfect little son again. The basement was dark, but the high windows brought in enough light from the outside so I could see without turning on a light. That's when my eyes fell upon a horror that I never thought I would see. Slumped in the corner of the basement was the source of the smell and the source of nightmares for years to come. My parents' dead bodies laid in a heap in the corner of the room, as if they were just tossed out with the trash. I fell to my knees in grief and almost screamed. Everything in my body felt like it was crashing and burning as I looked at the bodies of my parents. They were mangled and covered in cuts and stab wounds. Their clothes had been soaked in blood, and on their faces were horrified expressions. My body began to shake violently, and I had to finally turn away. I couldn't stand the sight of them like that. I had I had run away, but I never stopped loving my parents. Life was hard, but I would have never wished this on anyone. I couldn't keep my emotions down and turned and puked as tears fell down my face. I came all this way to make amends, and I got here too late. If I had still been around, I could have saved my parents from this sick fate. It didn't make sense. That boy up there... He was only 12. How could he have possibly killed two adults much older and stronger than him? What was he? Did he have help? Were there more clones like him? With those thoughts, my mind instantly snapped into action. There was no more time for sadness. I had to get out of there and call the police. I was in great danger. If he found out that I knew his secret, I was next. If he could do that to my parents, then I did not stand a chance. I stood back up and headed to the stairs quietly. I would get out of there and give my parents a proper burial. But for now, I needed to leave them. I needed to do something about the monster upstairs. As I was about to take a step up the stairs, the door flung open with a bang. That innocent-looking monster stood there at the top of the stairs with a sickingly evil look on his face. The knife he was holding in his right hand gleamed against the light from the upstairs. He took one stepped down and then stopped i thought i told you not to go down here he said in a dark tone i thought i told you to stay out of my way guess you couldn't help but mess something else up could you there was no way out of this it was either fight for my life or die and that's the end of my first part this is anomaly hunters inc part one doppelganger what up
1: that's that's a good that's a good part one. Ah!
0: i no, i'm really ex- i've had this idea for like a year and a half almost two years like what will well, this idea not necessarily tying it in into what the rest of the story is going to be but i had like an idea for like a short story like this and i just I, I thought it would be finally interesting to like actually do and tie into like a bigger like paranormal thing so yeah what do you think overall
1: yeah no, I like it. I just, uh, yeah, no, my immediate reaction would have just been like, well, nope, nope, we're leaving right now. Just leave, just leave
0: time. Just drive off. Nope, nope, nope. F that, F that, F that, F that.
1: Like, there might be something important to find out. Like, literally don't care. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta find out. Guess what? Home
0: is <laughs> yeah, dead. Yeah, but the thing is, like, how else am I gonna write a story of the guy literally screams and runs? Now, now I understand the conundrum of horror writers, where it's like... Okay, yeah, this makes doesn't make sense. You need to not be in there, but also like uh yeah, you have to have a story.
1: I mean, I do think that some of it is finding that mm. motivation, right? Like there needs to be like a drive to make people experience the horror or whatever. Oh, you know? means. Um, but yeah, yeah, my initial reaction <coughs> is to leave. So Leave then you know. Okay. Um Alright, you ready for my uh Yeah, my which story? one do you
0: go with? Or do you just want to start reading?
1: Um I mean it's pretty it's the one about Amy Grimes. I don't actually have a name yet. Right now it's called the Grimes oh, Manor chapter it. one. Oh, so but, again know. we're both
0: doing paranormal yeah. things. Every time we do this, we both end up doing paranormal things. Yours was paranormal, right? Um, well
1: the okay. Yeah, it is. It's it's like yeah, but the the first well, no, one I did—I really I mean, paranormal. like
0: I was talking about the audio dramas where we both did paranormal stories.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was really
0: tempted. Oh, Tire oh,
1: excuse me. I was really tempted by the um, the other one that I had thought of, but this one just kind of had more of a story mm. to it than just I'm trying to think of the right way to put this in my head. This one already had a story. The other one was an idea for something that could be as. There wasn't a story. It was an idea for yeah. characters. Which, which is, is extremely you know I mean? hard
0: to write. <laughs> just a a slice of life character. Yeah. Romp.
1: yeah it, well, and I mean, I think I could have done it. It just wasn't as clear in my head. So then when I went, I'm going to go right. I went, well, this is what I already like. This is already has a step one done, you know. Um. But anyways, uh, here we go. Oh, well, except I closed the tab of Chrome. That had the story in it. Oof. It's weird to like listen and read for this long too. You know what I mean? Like usually we break it up and this time it's just like no, yeah yeah yo. i read for
0: like 25 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah i gotta like stretch yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know I'm, it's I'm a scared. lot that's
0: the only thing it's a lot of reading we will go like we split it up it's usually my parts like aren't like one long coherent thing but when i'm reading this story has to be one long coherent thing
1: right yeah well and usually i like plan things yeah. to have breaks which in this case you know okay there's other similarities too that I'm not happy about. I swear, but if it's a doppelganger, we'll
0: that. In a creepy house where your parents used to live, it's, I'm gonna be mad.
1: There is not, there is not a doppelganger. There is a creepy house eventually. Also, but doppelgangers not yet. are
0: extremely scary. Like as a kid, it's like, oh, this idea is just like kind of dumb. But like, doppelgangers are kind of scary. Like just having—I've
1: never. That's never been. N- a... Not until like I started
0: really thinking about, that about that this. It's like something that just has your face but isn't you.
1: I feel like I could figure it out. I don't know. It's maybe it's because I look so much like my brother that that was just a reality (laughs) of my life. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. I have tried for twenty years to remember what my parents' faces look like, but somehow that memory died. When I think back, the only clear memory I have is the empty room that I remember in brutal detail. I remember how it smelled, musty coffee, industrial cleaners, and a faint smell of something that now I think must have been an embalming fluid. I remember the carpet. It was a tan Berber carpet, tight, and made my feet and made the ground feel hard underneath of my fancy shoes. I remember the shoes that my 10-year-old mind called fancy shoes. I could see my face in the fake mirror on my toe as I sit in the empty pews, my head hanging down staring blankly anyone looking on might have assumed that i was in mourning or trying to hide or maybe that i had fallen asleep after a long service i was staring at my shiny face in the shoes to avoid what else was in the room in every dim lit corner in every doorway i could see them spectral figures once i looked at them it became clear that they were nothing more than a flickering and dying fluorescent light or a side door that had creaked open from some unseen breeze but whenever i looked at the coffins or whenever the coffins were in the edge of my sight that was when it was worse shadows writhed all around them no one else could see them and if i brought it up i would get in trouble or people would think i was weird so instead i just stared hard at my shoes but no matter how hard i stared they were always there wriggling like fish out of water the shadows and the specters nightmare things closing in on my vision i snap awake with a shrill yelp it's embarrassing that this still happens i've had sleep issues since my parents died it really sucked when i had roommates waking up the whole wing of an orphanage twice a month did not make me popular but i can't help it whenever i wake up like this i see things I know it's just shadows, but at 3am when you wake up and you're still half dreaming and the shadows are moving around you in an unfamiliar place, it's hard. Tonight, I woke up in my room. It wasn't someplace weird, but my heart was still racing, and when I looked at my familiar, sparse apartment room, something was wrong. I could smell a faint smell of something earthy and like rain and soil. I heard a long, rumpling creak. Then, quivering with fear, I looked up to see something in my room—a shadow walking towards me, two figures with faint arms outstretched. I stifled, I stifled a scream and flipped on the light by my bed. The yellowish yellowish glow of my cheap second-hand lamp floods my room with light, illuminating the walls painted with layers of off-white. This is a poorly written sentence. Illuminating the walls painted with layers of off-white paint. My flat pack and quickly decaying furniture, but no shadowy figures. Just a closet door piled with jackets and sweaters and shirts that I had not put anywhere more appropriate. I was given one more shock when Dottie, my very needy black and white cat, decided to jump on my head and decided that's where she needed to sleep. 3 a.m. glows in my face on my digital alarm clock. Time drags. 3.01 a.m. My mind is racing. 3.02 a.m. I know I should just turn off the light, but I can't get rid of that feeling and the smell of some shadowy figure in my room. 3.03 AM. Dottie's finally snoring. 3.04. I cannot stop imagining something terrible. It's nothing specific, just a feeling. A feeling of dread. That same feeling I get whenever I see the shadows move. 3.05 AM. Insomnia it is! I stand up and make my way to the kitchen. It is silent. A silence that feels aggressive and imposing. Even now that I'm awake, the shadows feel like they're starting to crawl. I turn on all my lights and the TV and flip to my favorite nighttime show, infomercials for terrible cooking equipment. There's a series of clips of an energetic and manic man driving larger and larger cars over steak knives. But thankfully, the silence is broken and the shadows seem to stop crawling. I don't think creepy things can really happen while someone's selling steak knives. I open my fridge and cabinets looking for something to eat. I see ingredients I could use to make a, some kind of pasta. I start working on a recipe in my in my mind. Thinly sliced garlic and Fresno peppers, sauteed in oil lightly, meanwhile boil pasta till al dente, toss pasta in oil, finely grate in parmesan, dissolve with pasta water to make an emulsion... <laughs> Thinly sliced basil to finish and a knob the of most butter as Cody well. Thing I ever. could call it burning He's
0: just describing him. <laughs>
1: I could call it I'm making a point I about know, my I character. I could call it burning basil Alfredo. I could see myself making the whole meal. Thirty minutes later, I'm sitting on the couch with Dottie eating a Pop Tart. <clears throat> Sorry, I phrased that weird. Thirty minutes later, I'm sitting on the couch with Dottie eating a Pop Tart. I sit blankly and stare at the TV until somehow, despite being awake early, I'm still late for work. I rush into my cubicle with my head ducked down, hoping no one notices that I'm getting in half an hour late on a Thursday for no reason. I slump down in my rolling office chair and stare blankly at the company-mandated screensaver. A bouncing and smiley face, like a big cartoonish sun, with a balloon text around it that says, Art's Cheese Products! This is my typical ritual stare at the lock screen for maybe 30 minutes before actually making myself sign in and send emails and start trying to and start trying to secure sales for industrial quantities of (laughs) cheese product right when i was about to rouse myself and actually do some work i hear a voice that i dread hey hun how's my favorite sales girl chuck is my sales supervisor he's a very fit man in his 50s that really likes to dress like he thinks he's about to get a really big promotion Hi, Chuck. Yeah, I'm good. I I just had a bad night. Dottie woke me up. And oh, yeah, can be cat can be tough. My kids used to wake me up all the time. Anyway, I really wanted to talk to you about the new kickin jalapeno cheese product. He said the phrase kickin jalapeno cheese product with no (laughs) irony at all. He said, I an apostrophe. Well, your sales numbers are fine, but. And you're doing a pretty good job of facilitating quantity adjustments for our existing client base but we are going to need you to just mention the new kickin jalapeno cheese product as often as you can we're trying to do our part to ensure that the new equipment is paid off quickly that's why these sales quotas are so carefully calculated Oh, yeah, okay, sure, I can get some... You know what I can do for you, hon? I'll Ugh. listen in on some of your calls today. That way, I can make sure that you're really nailing those talking points for the and Jalapeno cheese product. You know, you have Ugh. such a cute voice. I'm sure people are just tripping over themselves to order Ugh. from you. Yeah, at this point, my blood is boiling. But, I like being able to pay rent, so here I am, smiling at Chuck, and just vaguely agreeing with his asinine advice to sell more cheese yeah great advice for a cheese sales associate i flip to my computer and sign in and finally start my day i see some emails and some calls i need to make so great work to be done i pick up my ergonomic shoulder cradled phone and start dialing hey bill this is amy with arts cheese just checking in to see if you want your usual order Oh, hey, Amy, it's good to hear from you. Actually, we need an extra five pallets of cheese this, uh, or five pallets this week of the classic yellow. Oh, wow, five. Frozen breakfast sandwiches doing good for you, huh? Uh, I think I'm half the sales, you know what I mean? Well, if you're willing to eat your own food, it must be good, right? How's Marlo doing? Still tearing up the couch? No, the little monster's been pretty good. Your trick worked double-sided tape on the corner of the couch, and I got her a new scratchy tree. This is the highlight of my day. It's perfect, just nice, friendly conversation with another person that likes cats. It might be that these calls take me 30 minutes instead of the company suggested 10, but Bill's a sweet guy and actually calls me by my name. Oh, you come up with any recipes lately? I tried making that onion burger you told me about. That was good. Oh, yeah. You know, I had this idea for a burning basil Alfredo, and my computer dings. It's an IM from Chuck. Hey, the flirty rapport is great, but we are paying you. We're not paying you to get boyfriends. Leverage it into a sale on the kick and Jalapeno cheese product. Amy, are you still there? Oh, yeah, sorry. So, have you heard about Art cheese Pro- Art's cheese products' newest tasty food stuff, Kickin' Jalapeno cheese product? Add some spice and variety to your new product o- or to your new product operation, and watch sales rise. This cheese product can be bought in bulk and features new starch-based slice separation powder to ensure fewer clogged machines. Wh- what? What? I'm just telling you about our newest cheese product. No, that's fine. Just the five crates of the classic yellow. But tell me about this Alfredo. I'm a pasta man. Another I'm bings. No sale. Calls over. I hate Bill. He never orders new products. Hey, Bill. I gotta run. I'll give you a shout next week. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you then. Give Dotty scritches for me. Another I'm. We can meet after lunch to discuss sales strategies. Hey, have you ever considered not making Chuck hate you? I swivel around to face Emily. She, um, she is, well, mm, work friend seems a little too forward. A friendly workplace acquaintance seems more accurate. Mm, What do you mean? I read the stupid talking points. Yeah, you read them like a robot. Well, that's how it's written. How am I supposed to do it? Yeah, no, I mean, the language is terrible, but you got to... Try just hard enough that someone else in this company is worse than you. Take me, for example. As long as I sell just a little bit more than you. I'm a golden Mm -hmm. child. You're a true friend, Emily. Glad, uh... Glad I make you look good. I mean, it is working out for me great. So, you gonna come out with us tonight? You know, every Thursday, us peasants get together for dinner. Um, yeah, maybe. I got something to do tonight. I think you'd rather talk to Bill than us. (laughs) bill is a nice old guy i'm just you know it's just going out is not my thing really the reality is going out with a group of people really makes my skin crawl growing up i was always in groups of people and they always thought i was weird or maybe i thought the idea of being comfortable with a group of people was weird not really sure who to blame this on the rest of the day was hell chuck listened in on every call i made and of course No one bought kickin' jalapeno cheese product. I did get the blessing of being coached on sales technique by Chuck, though. That was fun. Really gave me some sound advice, like, try being more sultry when you're talking up the cheese products. Titillate them a little bit. Here, we can roleplay through some call scenarios. Just don't take no for the answer. That's the key. The trick is to make the new cheese product come up naturally in conversation. Make cheese exciting. Maybe you can come in on Saturday for some extra coaching. And all I could say over and over and over again is, yeah, yep, okay, sure, yep, and yeah, of course I can come in on Saturday. Literally anything would be enough to make me leave this hellhole. By the time I was in my half-broken-down car driving back to my half-broken-down house, I was really starting to think, I could work fast food, pays less, sure, but... Anything is better than Chuck. All I need is an out, and I am gone from this place for good. And that is the end of chapter one.
0: Couple notes: Um, if I ever hear a kicking jalapeno cheese product or cheese food, whatever, I'm going to lose my mind. I know you did that on purpose. Yeah, it's like I know. I know you did that on purpose. It's, (laughs) It's a very sales thing, but like, oh my lord. Also. Cheese product is like the like fake cheese, like the craft singles type of stuff, right?
1: It's okay, like I'm not gonna say okay, like look, look, I I called it arts okay, instead of crafts. That's, I was
0: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, arts, crafts, I, I get arts and crafts, they're the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, I,
1: I liked it, but now like I wanna say I like craft American cheese. We we've already talked about it. I have no problem with cheese product. I made it cheese I, product I, despite I, that. I know, so that is know, because we what have talked here. about
0: but it, I, I, we are definitely going at two very different paces.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because my story is done after ten chapters. Uh, so this is literally just yeah, to establish who she is and where she is yeah. in her life, which is lonely. She doesn't my story feel to start comfortable an around episodic groups of adventure. people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it moves a lot slower. Not, not much is happening until, like, chapter three or four you know um yeah this was definitely meant to yeah, establish no, me as a character that hates her job is an orphan and has trouble yeah. trusting people no no i
0: i liked what you did so far it's um it's interesting how much i hated hearing cheese products said over and over again <laughs> no no but i like it and like there's definitely leaves like okay i want to see where you're going next because like other than the description you gave me for the um pitch i don't really know what's gonna happen and, and i think it's interesting
1: i'm very excited for what this story is going to be like i we're going in two very different tonal directions which i think is good even though we're doing a similar kind of genre in a way like it's spooky ghosty at some point but are these are going to be very different
0: paces Uh, my my second adventure is going to be less um parent murdery and more (laughs) and and more of an adventure story (laughs) but i mean the second chapter is going to be like the conclusion of this thing that i set up for today anywho Cody, that was no, this is good. I'm excited for episode two because, like, I go places and then I stop going places, and then episode three, I go places again, and then I stop going places. It's a very episodic, it goes up and down, so I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to write this. This yeah, is, I, I know story. you keep saying just, there's, there's I, I, like I, rising, there's, action there's like a rising cap action every two episodes so far tell the last arc of the story, where it's just going to be like a five chapter arc. But yeah, it's it's I'm I'm excited yeah. to kind of show you what's been in my mind. I like writing these um I, I, I like writing these like paranormal stories. I, I don't know why, but I just have like a connection to it. And I especially I mean the char- it's not the character isn't me, but the character reflects like my mindset, I guess, to a point. But you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think that's typical, like this like This is very much not an autobiographical character. Like, I don't have, like, a creepy boss that I hate strongly. Uh, And, uh, you know, like, this does not describe my current living situation at all. I just like cooking, so that's, like, typically something that characters... I write characters that like cooking semi-frequently, just because it's something I can talk about, and I like yeah, talking yeah. about. No, I, you know I thought I mean? that was
0: funny. It was like I just see you bleed so much into this with like the the cooking where you describe the pasta and everything. It's like that's a very very cody chapter to write, and I thought that was really fun. Yeah, She's but too.
1: then there's that flip. We're thirty minutes yeah, later. She's she just doing it, it up really bad. That's, that's awesome. I, no,
0: I I enjoyed it. I I like where you're going. So um, I guess we can't really roll for next week, but um, we can just say next time no. on our stories, things happen. So Cody, what are your plugs?
1: <laughs> next time on our stories, a mysterious letter shows up on her kitchen counter.
0: My dude fights a doppelganger. <laughs>
1: I like this. I want to do little next time previews. I think (laughs) this is, yeah.
0: I I mean, I like, because I'm so far ahead of the story already, it's like I have a next time for every episode. But it's like, yeah, my dude fights a doppelganger. We're going to see, we're going to see how that plays out. He's clearly going to win very easy. It's a 12 year old kid with a knife. Like, come on. Anyways, Cody,
1: (laughs) I don't know if I could take a 12 year old kid with a knife. Who was (laughs) was extremely determined to stab
0: stab the crap out of you. (laughs) So, (laughs) Cody.
1: I saw this really short skit um, that was uh, just called like when adults fight kids, (laughs) you know, and it's like three real people and like two of them are like the villains, you know, and like this kid comes up and he's like, I'm going to fight you with the power of justice. And then this guy runs up and just starts punching him in the face and like kicking him (laughs) in the stomach. And his friend is like, stop, he's 12. I gotta call the cops! Please stop! He's down. Just leave him alone. Yeah, the about the amount of times in
0: anime where I've seen an adult throw a child through a wall. <laughs> just, 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 yeah, wreck completely it. throw a child and through a wall. Like, <laughs> just, it's like, oh my god.
1: A little kids, A little kid stands up and he's like, with the power of truth, all to feature and he just keeps punching him in the yeah, face. It's
0: just, it's like. I think, I think there was once where a kid was even like crushed with the car. It's just like, and he gets up after, but it's like the amount of times I've seen a kid just get decimated by like a guy who's in his forties. It's just like, bro, have right? you no chill? Have you absolutely no chill? Well,
1: when you're a kid, when you're a kid, it doesn't feel bad. Yeah, well, you're like, yeah, but yeah, when you're I like me, who's thirty an and watching
0: anime, you're just like, ooh, yikes.
1: Yeah, when you're like oh, I could take someone that weighs 80 pounds? But even it's like... Probably, Like, even yeah. Naruto,
0: Naruto's 16, but he's fighting a dude who's, like, I would say in his 30s, who just completely, like, kills all of Naruto's friends in front of him. it's like, this is not okay! You're 30! You're 30! You don't have to fight this kid you with know you're swords! you're guy, yeah. You don't have to fight this kid with swords. Stop. You're 30. Anyways, Cody, what are your plugs?
1: Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network. Sometimes we stream on Twitch. Sometimes we put videos on YouTube. Most of the time we do a podcast.
0: I'll say in the anime that I used to be really into, well, manga really, used to be really into Rody Kenshin, there was a scene where a guy who, again, is like probably 30s, 40s, shoots a kid with a grenade launcher. And it's just like... I'm thinking about all of this it's like, yeah, that's really effed up. Why did I like, oh, because I was a kid too.
1: There's a kid that gets the tar kicked out of him like every third episode in Rooney Kenshin. Yeah, yeah, his his, kid who's like, yeah, but in the manga, like, towards the
0: end, well, he, like, starts taking on, like, stronger guys towards the end. There's this this one guy who has a freaking grenade launcher attached to his arm and just blowing him up. And it's like, how is this? Why aren't the police stepping in? We must let him fight. No, you must not. You must stop the adult with the grenade launcher on his arm. Have you ever seen Lethal Weapon? <laughs> no, I, we need, we need have to you end the episode. Lethal weapon? I have done, we need to end the episode. Go, quick. Do it really Please, quick. Do I just really need quick. to
1: make this random tangent. The end of Lethal Weapon. It's like two cops that are chasing down a criminal. At the end of Lethal Weapon, the two cops corner this guy, and they don't <laughs> arrest him. Instead, they just let a crazy police officer yep. beat him yeah, yeah, half yeah, yeah. to death. Well, they're just, like, screaming and cheering. And I'm like, the frick is this movie? Where they're just like, yeah, kill him. And I'm like, get out the cuffs. This doesn't feel I, good I don't now. want to do
0: spoilers too much because you'll eventually watch it. But in Riverdale, Hiram Lodge fist fights Archie on multiple occasions. They literally.
1: Well, Yeah. Yeah. It, Archie's 26. okay, Cody. Sorry, I'm sorry
0: for the spoiler in space, whatever. But there is literally a funded boxing match where Archie's mother is watching Hiram kick his f- And it's like, yeah, it's like, why is this happening? Why is any of this happening? Your mother should be, your mother should be calling because the cops. This grown man is killing my 16 year old son. There's only one. Hiram like owns
1: the police in that show, and also. Archie Archie looks like a like an He's, MMA fighter. He's made of abs.
0: Hiram Lodge is literally a muscle. He's just a giant muscle. He's, is he? Have you seen is the man with the... He is huge. He is no. ripped. Well, see, that's the thing.
1: Is so far Hiram has just worn a shirt. But he wears really and tight shirts like though. He seems like he has a Well, right, but he just seems like he has a a large I'm gonna core, s- which either means He's he's middle-aged guy chunky or he's middle-aged guy ripped, but you can't tell through a dress. I'm really shirt. quickly putting you know this I mean? in
0: general and then I need to do my plugs right now. Okay. So you can catch me on my podcast. Um the side characters podcast other than this one, the side characters podcast, where we talk about diversity in our culture. The recent episode that will be coming out well that came out today will be an episode <laughs> will be an episode about separating the art from the artist and then the next one that we will release is going to be about cancel culture which is very topical these days um and then you can also catch me out on chaos fiction theater crap i forgot to talk about the freaking blueberry jam so i'm gonna have to do a plug for my friend really quick also i meant to talk about this up top but no you didn't yes yeah,
1: I thought you did. No, you yeah. talked about it off. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I meant to mention this up top, but one of the things it was supposed to be a food conversation between the me, me and you. But one of the things that I've been doing recently was my friend sent me blueberry jam and it's the greatest thing I've ever had. And I've been making like um, bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches with the blueberry jam on it. And it no, you give me that look. It's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. It gives that nice bit of sweet with the savory. So thank you, Carla, for giving me jam. It's the greatest thing ever. And I love you. And yes, keep canning jam, keep jamming. Um <laughs> and then lastly, yeah, you can check out me on you can check me out on, on Twitch Up TV forward slash flow where we do chaos fiction theater on Sundays around 6 p.m. EST. Anyway, that's all I got, Cody. Is there anything else?
1: I put honey in chicken noodle soup recently. Yeah, that was also The sweet with the good. savory. It's it's sweet a and very, very goes good together.
0: combo. Anyway, thanks for listening. It's been a fun show. We'll talk to you on the flip side. Crap, I messed it up. Bye.
1: I'll flip you on the flip side. No, Wait, no.
0: Nope. Bye. Just say bye. Later just say bye. On, just say bye. Over. You're ruining it.
1: I'm I will, flipping over. I'm just going to cut that all out. <laughs> bye.
0: <laughs>